Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
you're listening to Naked Girls Radio, and it's me, Sandra London. You're about to listen to my hot audio erotica. This story is an erotic short called The Sweetest Death. Enjoy. The clutch, the thrust, your cock, my bust. Ooh, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme. Your lust. The throttle, the glide, you wanna slip and slide. Ooh, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Inside, real high, you ride. My lust.
Hello and good evening. Bonsoir et enchanté, Monsieur Dunn. It is Sunday, September 8th, 2013, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. I'm your hostess, Mademoiselle Sandra Londres, <laughs> also known as Sandra London of livinggrind.com. I am broadcasting to you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California in connection with uh, my dog right now who's barking. Um, yes, anyways, in connection with <laughs> Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Digital Podcast, and Naked Girls Radio. The two songs you heard at the top of the hour were Unifam Like You by Kemaro and Touching Bases by King Felix. This evening here on Playtime with Sandra Radio, I will be featuring a guest interview uh, with none other than Jonathan Joff, the director of Burlesque Assassins, which I was honored and delighted to review. Um, And, yeah, I'm, like, pretty darn excited. So stay tuned. Um, This interview will be taking place within the next uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. So sit back, relax, enjoy the music. And good times. I'll be right back with you. The call-in number is 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333.
Vivian, where the fuck do you think you're going? I'm right here soon. What do you want from me? I haven't seen Rosemary since Friday night. Last I knew, she was with you. Oh. Oh, oh all you could say is, oh, don't fucking keep secrets from me. What have you done with my heart? Uh, you think I have something to do with her being so suddenly MIA? Maybe I should be asking you, mister. Don't get cute with me. Cut the shit. Tell me where she is. This is no time for your silly little mind games. And why are you wearing the necklace I gave her? You really want to know? Of course I do. Fine. If you must know, I'll tell you. I found her in the bath. A legs blade over the rim of the tub. Her red hair shaved and stubbly over her plump, vaginal lips. Her other lips were bruised. A shockingly sensual shade of violet. Her fingers were clenched tightly, grasping at something unknown, but decidedly uninvited. Those eyes. I chose not to take more than a passing glance. They had obviously seen it all. But they were stuck. Fixated. Capturing it. Me. Forevermore. And they were judging me. Why did they continue to do that? Why are they still? <sighs> Shall I pluck them out? Oh, Rosemary, Rosemary, Rosemary. Even in death, she mocks me. You should have seen it coming, Stone. That bitch. I just can't help the fact that I love you. Is the booming and we're moving kind of 
swivels But the liquor in my liver Now I'm feeling kind of tipsy And this is for your DJ Tell me to get up with some Hit me, I'll be feeling like Oh, I'm so One focus dream, boy, that's all that matters. A long road, where's the highway? Highway, keep going, yes, my way. Nobody getting it till it's most money. You don't tell me if you can't afford it, then I'm co-signing. Yeah, truth is there, but the truth ain't never scared. Never for my city, I think that's why I'm here. I do this for my city, is you with me? The music is the movement, and we're moving kind of swiftly. Put the liquor in my liver, now I'm feeling kind of tipsy. And this is for your DJ, shut it up, but somebody can hit me. I'll be feeling like, oh, I'm so relaxed. I'm so relaxed, girl, I'm so relaxed. I'm so relaxed, oh, I'm so relaxed.
And we're back. You're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio, and I'm your hostess, Sandra London of LivingGrind.com. Alrighty, um, let's see. Before we begin um, this evening's interview, I wanted to provide a bit of background um, as to um, a more precise definition of burlesque, I suppose, than at least that than I've ever really known. I guess I. I've seen plenty of burlesque performances. I've watched quite a few. Um, like, let's see, a few years ago, um, there used to be a hustler club, a uh, supper club in Los Angeles, and I remember watching a really good uh, burlesque troupe. They were awesome. Um, that place is no longer open anymore, so um, I can't go back and see them there. But, you know, I'm I'm fairly familiar with the burlesque genre, and I love all forms of dance. Um, those of you who uh, are fans of my website, livinggrind.com, or uh, my Vimeo, Vimeo <laughs> uh, channel, you guys have all seen me dance around here and there and every which way. Uh, yes, but I'll go ahead and give the, a somewhat more precise definition than I could actually give, like, of my own uh, spontaneous gesture. But anyways, um, of course, courtesy of Wiki, <laughs> Um, let's see, As according to them, burlesque is a literary, dramatic, or musical work intended to cause laughter by caricaturing the manner or spirit of serious works or by ludicrous treatment of their subjects. The word derives from the Italian burlesco, which in turn is derived from the Italian burla, a joke, ridicule, or mockery. Burlesque overlaps in meaning with character, parody, and travesty, and in its theatrical sense with extravaganza, as presented during the Victorian era. Burlesque has been used in English in this literary and theatrical sense since the late 17th century. So there you are, in a nutshell. Um, But yeah, um, I look forward to this interview that will be taking place, and I did have the opportunity to pre-screen this um, film, Burlesque Assassins, um, and my personal favorite, I guess, as far as my girl crush of the moment is Bourbon Sue. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Uh, brunette. Um, very um, well-bosomed. <laughs> full, luscious breasts. And a lot of great, awesome dance skills. And, um, I guess, spine skills. She's, she starts out as a novice, and she works her way up through the ranks um, in this film. And I... Wow. <laughs> I look forward to uh, speaking with Jonathan. I believe he's actually calling in right now. So let's see. One moment. Play yeah, hello. with Sandra Radio. Hello. Hey, hello. how are you doing? It's Jonathan Joffe. Hi, Jonathan Joffe. How are you? How's everything going <laughs> out there? Are you in Canada? I am in Canada, yeah. I'm in Calgary. Woo-hoo. Yes. I've only been in their airport. I've actually spoken about that once on my website. Um, I've never actually been able to see, like, um, Alberta uh, and it's, like, different cities and, like, I don't know. What's it What's it like out there right now so far? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a beautiful September evening, and uh, I'm standing outside a bar where a bunch of my friends are. So, ah, so. Stepped, right out to, stepped out to do the call, and it's a beautiful night on a Sunday. So I don't know. Right it's Calgary. It's a it's a great place to live, and um, yeah, not not maybe as happening as L.A. or New York, but we sure have our good times. So 
All righty then. Well, I'll put that on my list then of cities to see within the next, like, I don't know, couple of years. But anyway, uh, so tell me about. We, we have a yeah. coach for you. Woohoo! I'm there. I'm so there. <laughs> awesome. So tell me um, about, like, your directing experience, like, overall, um, what what started you in that in that direction? Like, what inspired you to want to direct films? Oh, uh, you know, um, I, I started off just in film and television and, like, volunteering at a news station and doing that, and I just kind of got pushed that way by everybody, and I sort of resisted it for quite a while because it's a ton of work, and... Um, <laughs> I never really thought of myself being a particularly ambitious person. But uh, everyone kept saying, oh, you should do this, you should do this. And then I ended up um, working as a director of photography on a digital film many, many years ago and kind of uh, caught the uh, caught the drama bug doing that. And, yeah, and then it's been well, a, what kind a of long slog. Of, like, what, what genre that was, was a, that? That was a military film. It was like a military oh. sci-fi thing. Yeah, it was called oh, Armored wow. Fury. It was, it was a ton of fun. We were in, we shot the whole thing in tanks on this army base, and we were doing a, mm. it was kind of a kooky, you know, we had to be in off hours, so we'd start shooting at 8 o'clock at night, and we'd have to clear out at 8 in the morning, and we'd live that way for months. It was crazy, but it was a ton of fun. Uh, so, uh, the night yeah. owl life. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I try not to do it anymore, though we had to do it on Burlesque Assassins. There's lots of night shooting, so... Yeah. Really? And why? Now, why was that? Um, well, uh, partly just bad planning, and partly there was night shooting. We had some exteriors that were at night. Um, ah. So, you know, it's, you gotta. It, it's uh, hard to turn off the sun. So you have yeah. To go well, at night. there we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, was it difficult to get like your troop together, like your ensemble of? both, like, staff and the actors and actresses. Like, I know I looked through um, the stars page on burlesqueassassins.com, and mm-hmm. everyone has a pretty extensive uh, background. Aerial training, yeah. uh, burlesque, and traveling, like, all over the world. Like, were there any holdups with that of, like, okay, well, you know, Kiki is in, like, you know, she's not even in this continent right now, like, or these kind of things where people are just so busy with doing other stuff, or were they all free at that moment, like, to just be in one location? Um, yeah, we were, we gave people as much advance notice as we could, and they, you know, I mean, people really wanted to do the project, so they they freed up the time for the most part. It was also, it was very fast shoot. It was 17 shooting days, and we only had, I think, four days off in there. So it was 21 days total. Um, Hmm. And the only thing that happened was that Roxy had to leave the day before the end of shooting, so we had to shoot her out a day early because she had, um, I don't know if you know Viva Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is this big rockabilly show, and she was sort of headlining that. So, I mean, she was the queen of burlesque when we did the movie, so she was, you know, running all over the world. And took uh, nice. took a month out of that to come be in the film, so it's pretty cool of her. Right on! Wow. Okay, and is she still yeah. like currently doing that, or she's moved on to other things, or? Oh yeah, no, she's uh, she's a full-on burlesque lifestyle. She's uh, in demand. But all I mean, over like, the world. like, like, it. like in Las Vegas. Though I'm, I only ask because I'm so close to Vegas, like I could just go within like four hours, five um, hours. <laughs> 
I would love yeah, to watch her in person. Um, yeah, she's amazing in person. Uh, you know, every year she's in Vegas for the Burlesque Hall of Fame, which is the first weekend in June. And nice. uh, I think okay. she's, she's I think she's going to be at Viva again this year as well. So that's another opportunity. Um, and she was just at another show in Vegas. I believe she did a because um, uh, Roxy's also a stripper, and she did some kind of big competition or show somewhere in Vegas. I, I, I don't know the details. So she's in and out all the time. But she's basically traveling the world all the time. That's her full-time gig. She's just in New Zealand. She's just in Australia. Yeah. She's just in Mon- I think she's in Montreal right now. So, yeah, she's all over the world. Hi. Wow. That's and awesome. Then, I'm so yeah, envious I mean, of that. Yeah. That's, like, great. That's, that's fun. Like, I can't think of a better lifestyle than to be able to travel and, like, dance and dress in beautiful costumes, show your skills. Like, yeah. That was pretty neat. And everybody, like, and all I, the acting yeah. was excellent. Like, did they have prior um, training in acting as well? Because there were, like, no amateurs. Like, everybody was, like, you know, very yeah, well, in their realm. The, like, um, very. Yeah, they, there were, uh, so it's just, it's a it's yes for some and no for others. Um, Kiki is quite an experienced actor, as is uh, Coco. Um, mm-hmm. And Armitage is quite a well-known cabaret performer and stage actor. Um, yeah, and done, I saw he's been like all over the world. Film. Like, does he oh, speak yeah. all of the he's languages all, where he goes? Done. Because, yeah, that's. I don't <laughs> think so. Um, I think he. I, I don't. I don't know for sure. I've, the only shows I've ever seen him do were in English. Um, Hi. But uh, and then you know Roxy, that was actually the first time she'd ever acted. So I flew her out, I didn't fly her out. I met up with her and screen tested her before we shot, and just, I mean, I knew right away, you know, yeah, she can pull this off, she can do this, you know. So, Mm. yeah, worked out very well. And then who who provided, like, oh, go ahead, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Well, the other other two main actors uh, are actually actors I know from the film scene in Calgary, who are are Dusan Rokovic, who plays our, our villain, Maxim, and Carrie Schiffler, who plays Katerina Molotov, who has since become a burlesque performer. She wasn't before that, ah. but we kind of trained her. So, yeah, she's got a show tomorrow night that we're going to go to. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so we turned burlesque performers into in. actors. And, yeah. yeah, there's anybody tuning in from um, Calgary, then where where will she be performing so they can go see her? Well, that will be at Winos, and I believe it's at 8 o'clock tomorrow. I'm Ooh. getting told it's at at nine o'clock. It's at nine o'clock tomorrow. Nine o'clock. Nine so o'clock if you're tomorrow. In Cal- if you're in Calgary, listening to this Anybody radio, in Calgary, and why not? Katerina Monatov. I love that name. It's just like I don't know. Everybody has a cool. <laughs> There's Bourbon Sue, Katerina Molotov. Um, I don't know. I. Coco Bombshell Bell. Bombshell Bell. Uh, who picked I out came the up names? With those names. You did. Yeah, I came up oh. with those names, yeah. And each one oh. of them has a story behind them as well, except I won't get into it. But then uh, Coco Ledoux, <laughs> actually, she had a different name, but she said, I want to use my own stage name. And I said, yeah, sure, of course. If that's what you want, go for it. So, I And I offered everyone else, and they said, no, we like these names. So, so yes, when you have, like, you ha- I have, you know, Raj Porter, a.k.a. Kiki Kaboom, a.k.a. Bombshell Bell. Right, right. So, yeah. Uh-huh. And who who um, yeah. provided like the costuming and the makeup and hair 
I was in love with the red lipstick, like, all throughout the entire <laughs> film. <laughs> like, that, I love that. Well, yeah. Um, we scrambled to try to get a makeup sponsor and didn't end up getting one. So the makeup was just makeup from the, the makeup artist, who is amazing, uh, Brian Callahan. Costumes were a mixture of what the burlesque performers brought with them. And mm-hmm. uh, we had Pinup Girl Clothing as a sponsor. So thank you, Pinup Girl Clothing. They provided yeah. a bunch of costumes, and then yeah, and then a bunch of costumes were provided by our costume department. So they were fantastic as well, and yeah, I mean it was it's pretty low budget for a feature film, so there was a lot of scrambling, and you know that, that I kept having to tell people you don't have to make this actually period piece. This is retro. You know, you don't need to be accurate to the stitch. Just have fun. Because we're, you know, we'll, we'll kill ourselves if we try to make this accurate, and it's a comedy. So, you know, the same way that Austin Powers did not need to be period accurate to the stitch, we do not need to be period accurate right. either. We just need to have fun. Well, so, and that, yeah, no, I, that was I fun for everyone like involved. The, yeah, I like the, like, sort of, it's like a surreal aspect to it of, you know, things just coming together. You have the theme. You have the setting. It's like World War Two, um, and yeah. all this. So, like, you have all that going on, and I don't know. I think it comes together. I don't think everything. Like, who's gonna be like, oh my God, that is so not, like, for the year. <laughs> like, I'm well, there there are always people who do that, but they're just not the audience for the film. But we do get it. We do get well, really no. odd comments. But, but every every film, yeah. I think every film requires like a sort of suspension of belief. Um, because, I don't know, it, like, renders it more um, timeless to me, more poetic and timeless when, you know, it's the storyline that drives it, like, not, like, you know, the minutia, you know, I I don't know. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, And I I know that I I saw that you've, like, screened it um, in, was this Toronto that I saw? Hold on, I'm going to pull it back up. So you've already you screened it in uh, different festivals and all this. I saw well, your yeah. YouTube trailer. Yes, yeah, we've, we've, we've had, um, it's over 60 screenings now. I've kind of lost track. We just screened in Orlando this weekend. And we generally oh screen goodness. through... Yeah, it's been great. We generally screen actually through burlesque festivals and burlesque organizers. Then mm-hmm. sometimes we go through film festivals, and sometimes we've even gone through the roller derby community, who've been great. This last screening was a pinup thing. Huh. We had a rockabilly festival take us on. So it's really, it's really just tapping into that, that kind of subculture of people who want a good, fun, retro rockabilly burlesque thing with some jazz and some rock and roll and and well, you know. How did the Beautiful roller derby thing off start? Bad guys. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> the roller derby thing, okay, so the roller derby thing started in that I have some really good friends who are um, very uh, rockabilly, and they also are doing roller derby, and they they got some of the roller derby team involved, and then they said, can we do a, a fundraising screening? I said, of course. Um, oh. And then I started to realize that that was this whole other very, uh, very large, very active community of people who were, they were totally into, you know, hot women killing bad guys and good music, (laughs) cool clothes and great makeup. It just, it just really meshed, you know, it was just this sort of neighboring community that was very welcoming as is the swing dance community and the rockabilly community. So, you know, I want to learn swing dance so bad. Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, I do. That's what I stepped out of the bar from. We were swing dancing five what? minutes ago. 
with all you those people how? that you see at the end of the movie. I do. You yeah. know how to sing this? Oh my goodness! I, but all I'm right. in the movie. Well, if I come to Calgary, uh, well, you got to teach me. Like, okay, I want to learn. <laughs> we'll we'll um, teach you the moves. It's a blast. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> and then, as yeah. far as um for like I don't know California, you have anything any plans to come out this way? Um, I I. I, I feel it's funny because, like, I've been through Canada. I've been in Toronto to actually, like, be there, be there. Um, but I had to actually educate myself on where everything is there in Canada. I feel so horrible, typical American. Um, yeah. But I saw that you're, like, no, bordered no by, you all are bordered by um, British Columbia and Saskatchewan. Yep. So I, I've heard plenty of plenty about British Columbia and Vancouver and all this. Are you going to make, like, a... Any sort of a beeline tour ever, where you just go directly down, like start up in British Columbia and head down, make your way to California. You know, <laughs> we um we played in Vancouver a year ago, which was great. It was actually our big opening. It was a ton of fun. Um, and we've been we've just been open to whomever. So we played in San Diego last year. We played in San Francisco. Um, I feel like we had another California screening that I'm not thinking of, but L.A. Mm. Um, Santa Barbara? Been, uh, no, no I, might just be, I might just be spaced out. Maybe we didn't. But there is a, uh, there is a plan that I can't announce yet because it's not signed to play in the <gasps> Los Angeles area. But it's not <gasps> signed yet, so I don't know for sure. But I'll uh, oh, if you check our I'm, website, we'll keep you posted. I'm hopeful that it'll I'm, go through because I want to see all finger. my LA friends. And Kitten Deville is there, and Pinup Girl Clothing mm-hmm. is there. So it'd be good to be good to screen there. Yeah. And it's L.A., right? Got to have your screening in L.A. Exactly. Hello. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. My fingers are crossed. I want you guys to come down. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so rewinding a little bit, um, well, I guess a lot of it in a way. Let's see. So you started out with just, like, news, news story type stuff, like working in a news office. All the way yeah, to yeah. now, like, did you just learn everything along the way, like, with experience alone, or did you actually, like, end up going to, you know, get training, like, specialized training, or you learned on the go, like, I got to make I this happen. I have no film school. Uh, I have no film school. It was all just learning one job at a time, which is, it's a silly, silly way to do it, but I enjoyed it. Um, it's not silly yeah, at all. So no, I, no, no, no. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, I mean, you're in it. Like, that's, that's one thing. That's, well, I'm sure. It's I'm sure. Like, whenever, whenever, I think, when everybody, ugh, whenever anyone jumps, like, into a field and they just kind of go by the, the wits of their themselves, I guess it's it's always interesting to me because you're thrown in right there. So you're, you just have to figure out how to make it work. Where I've just seen in so many professions where you can have somebody that's, like, taught by the book and, like, all this stuff, and they get to the first day of whatever they're, you know, whatever they've been studying so hard for, and they don't get it any more than, you know, anybody else because it's all practical, like theoretical, practical yeah. knowledge. But on the go, you got to just know like the current, you know, trends and moves, and like you just have to jump up and catch up, like, and you know that you have to do that when you're not, you know, trained. Yeah. And, all the things behind it. I think both are good, but like I think more people um, have at least an initial like shock 
if they go into something after, like, but in the book it said this, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And that's not yeah. how, like, life works or careers work, really. So I appreciate it. I think, like, you've done a heck of a job. <laughs> like, you, I don't know. I well, thank you. <laughs> well, you know, we've been getting good fan response. So, you know, that's, it's, um, it's, it's not a lot of Canadian films that really make a, that really can cross the border and get seen in the U.S. and get seen outside of Canada. And we've been, well, we've I think been, that's we've been all over the world. Because so, you guys yeah. are so close. <laughs> Hello. I know. <laughs> we're we're so close, but at the same time, we, we, we have a fraction of the money that you guys have. So it's, it makes it hard, you know. Hard to Who needs with money? But. Who needs money? Have you seen? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Blair Witch Brand. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I don't know. Like, have you... Come on, money is not what you need. You just need like body counts. <laughs> you just need faces and you know people to yeah. to watch your stuff. You know, like the money will flow after that. You know, I. <laughs> you got to start well, a movement. So. <laughs> you got to start a movement and just like make it happen. I want to see more. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we're we're doing what we can, right? And uh, you know, get, letting everyone know, and we're we're active and Twitter and Facebook, letting people tell, you know, come review our movie, watch our movie, tell people about our movie. Because, you know, the hope, really, I and mean, we had so much fun making it. Um, I mean, I really couldn't, I, you know, as much fun as the movie was, it was about ten times as much fun being on that set, as much as it was stressful. Um, and, you know, going, <laughs> we put all these for less performers. We didn't, we couldn't spring for a hotel for all of them. So we just, we bought, we rented a house that had a hot tub, and they were all in the same house. Um, yeah, that's and a then very good compromise. That is a very good compromise. <laughs> well, and, you know, we had a lot of really underpaid crew, but they were all, like, handsome young guys, so then afterwards everybody <laughs> kind of ended up at the cast house, and it was just oh shenanigans central. So, party yeah. house, party there, house. There was a lot of relationships made and broken in that house. So, oh, la, la. Yeah. It was your very own so, real world. You know, same time. <laughs> How come nobody yeah. filmed that? Hello. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's a little bit that of a, a that's a little problem. bit of a sore point because it would have been great to film that, but you know, I couldn't do it. I was exhausted. So, oh. yeah, it, it, maybe time, some things time. are best left personal. Maybe some yeah, things are very best true. left to become legend and not to be reality <laughs> TV. So. Yeah. yeah, certainly will live in my memory forever. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes, I, I, I fully I fully agree with everything you just said. Yet at the same time, I can't help thinking of, like, oh, my goodness, if you guys ever did that again, you totally should. <laughs> like, I, have a, yeah. I have a couple of clips on my phone that maybe if the cast say are okay to put out there, I'll put Sell out it. there. So, Sell it. Yeah, Sell there it. was certainly – or and crew, because I certainly have at least one clip <laughs> where – there's a crew member who is either totally naked or just wearing a towel, and it's sort oh of a point of discussion. And so, I, you know, maybe I should clear that with him and make sure he's okay with that. Uh, so uh, yeah. 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 But therein lies your next, form of, your next form of funding. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from a cam hey, girl. This is, why, this is why I said this. This is why I say this. Yeah. We're like, the, uh, we're like a dating service slash film. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. So okay, all right. It so, cool, so how um, many combined? How many films have you directed? And or 
like and or produced or like and or starred in altogether. Oh, I'm I'm not an on camera guy, but um this is the first feature. Um mm-hmm. I have I've done a, a, a pilot for a, a sitcom, um, a, a documentary travel show, and a more shorts than, I don't know, 10, 12 shorts, something like that. So no oh. end of that. Um, okay, what, what was the documentary um, travel show about? I love travel, so I want to know more. When I was younger, I used to always want to be like uh, Jules Asner on on E, like reality um, what was she? She did a wild on where she just went to all these cool locations and like had the cameras rolling while she's like at like in Ibiza or somewhere, Corfu, just having a blast. It's like they don't want to be her. She's awesome. So what kind of? Well, who would <laughs> tell me more about this? Show. Yeah. yeah so well, tell that me more was about um, that one that you did. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a backpacking show in Mexico. So we spent. A couple of months backpacking around Mexico and just basically hooking up with backpackers and going on little adventures with them and and going our separate ways. Yeah. Where can it, I it see was, this? Uh, it was really. Um, ooh, I. You know what? I. I. You actually can't because it was a broadcast on TV in Canada and that was a couple of years ago. I should probably put it online at some point. It's called. Yes, you probably Have should. Have travel. <laughs> Yeah, oh. it's called Path Guide Will Travel, and I I'll have to put it up online. So I mean, it's 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 me and a friend uh, with a, with a camera um, making it up as we go. But it was it was a blast. I mean, we there were things there were things that we got that you couldn't have gotten on any other planned show because they just happened along the way, um, and so many things Hi. that we ended up seeing that were amazing that. They, they weren't in any travel book. No one. They just happened when we got there, and they ended up being this spectacular adventure. That if you tried to plan Ooh. everything out, you wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. It would have just looked like every yeah. travel show. So it was, it was right. also again well, I, pretty magical. Yeah, I I live for spontaneous moments of awesomeness. So that that is like right up my alley. I want to watch it, and I want to know how many episodes there are. Or is it one big one big documentary? That's it, or is it a continuing it's one? Three half like, hours. It's three half three, hours, yeah. Three half hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And did you have, like, a, a um, what is it called, hostel card, a hotelier international type thing? Because I traveled a lot, but I've never been to Mexico, but I've traveled <laughs> a lot in Europe and, like, um, Argentina and stuff. And so, like, I was very familiar with, like, backpack and here's my, like, my youth card <laughs> to travel around or, like, Finding the cheapest yeah. possible hotel. We, <laughs> um, we actually, I don't think we did have a hosteling card officially, but it's, Mexico is not a place where you really need one. There's just everything sort of just a little independent yeah. hostel. You just need a guidebook, and you just need to chat with people when you get there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's the best way to travel. To see the see the world, meet people, save your money for beer. <laughs> You know, yeah. we had oh a pretty good goodness. time. You're bringing back my own, yeah. like, memories of traveling. The very first time that I did, like, a connect-the-dots, like, just go city to city to city, I was, like, 19 or 20 years old, and I was, like, typical, like, not not very well acquainted with traveling, like, 
philosophies. So I had like one or two big, huge like suitcases, and my boyfriend at the time he did as well. And we were like, why did we do this? That was like the biggest learning experience ever of having like way too many things to bring along. After that, it was all about like the carry-on <laughs> as much as possible. Oh, I totally did that on my first backpacking. I brought a suitcase <laughs> to China. It was crazy on little rollers. And then I realized it was Hong Kong, actually, and I realized after, like, two days, well, this is ridiculous. This isn't going to work. So I, I I had a little foldable, like, one of those little bags that tucks into itself, and it's, like, you know, just basically a sack with a zipper. And I just piled, mm-hmm. you know, three changes of underwear and a toothbrush into that. And I took that, and that's what I traveled around, like, three months, I think. Just with that thing, it was crazy. It was like I ended up being the most hardcore backpacker of all because I planned so poorly. But it was I had a I had a great time. Traveled all over Asia with the, you know, with this little you know one gallon nylon bag. Um, nice. That's, that's the best way to travel. Way. Yeah. 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 <sighs> oh my. Well, any okay, any um, let's see, any stories you have about like. Danger, the possibility of danger, while either a, um, you know, filming a movie, just different hazards that can occur, or during traveling by the seat of your pants, any amusing or entertaining or scary stories. <laughs> uh, um, to either danger. Well, I, I guess I would say the most dangerous thing was just being on Falling the assassins. It's a combination <laughs> of lack of sleep. And the craziness of burlesque performers, you know, Lord knows what trouble they're going to get you into. Um, I mean, I've, I've certainly been on lots of shoots where you're in danger of falling asleep driving on the way home because you've been working for 20 hours and you're exhausted. Oh, but no. yeah, no, I, I managed to uh, I managed to skirt the skirt the danger. I guess maybe I'm just not hardcore enough. But no, there's been no near death no. experiences. Yeah. No. Uh, Sorry, I realize it's not the most exciting answer. I could make something up. No, I don't want you to make it up. I don't want you to make it up. That is such a fight, though. When when (laughs) we were when we were shooting burlesque assassins, Kiki on a day off went to a strip club with Roxy, and (laughs) on the way back she ended up getting into some kind of a I think a somewhat friendly argument with some random guy who was sitting on them. And she, she was bragging about the fact that we put them through fight training. And, uh, and he said, I don't think you can throw a fight punch. Just go ahead and punch me. And she punched him. Apparently, she punched him in the ear. So, and, and was, I mean, no one could stay mad at Kiki, so it was fine, I guess. I wasn't actually there. I was probably working. If I was there, I probably would have been in panic that my star was going to get her nose broken. But, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. So, yeah. So... I guess there was So the guy was okay, okay or he he can danger. no longer he can no longer hear out of one ear anymore? <laughs> or he was okay. I, I don't know. I don't know who the guy was. He was a random <laughs> random victim of the burlesque assassin. Like I don't know. Uh, I never met him. Uh, I, Kiki's yeah, pretty ask, tough. Ask and you shall receive. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in the scene if you remember in the movie, there's a scene where she has the head of the clone of Hitler and she throws it at one of the guards to distract him. So that mm-hmm. head that she's holding was an actual silicone human head molded thing, and um, which to me kind of looked like Mark Wahlberg, in my opinion. And she, she threw it 
full force, and she was just supposed to sort of toss it. She threw it full force and ended up hitting just a random extra in the head with the head. Oh. Quite, from, from like a foot away. She was, it, there was no, it was like a full baseball throw as hard as she could. <laughs> the thing probably weighed 10 pounds, and it oh totally, like it hit him so hard that it stopped production on two units because everybody heard this thing and looked over. And it, it turned out, again, Kiki luck favors her, I guess, because the guy that she hit was a kickboxer. So he was totally fine. Even though He's he like, wasn't actually not, doing any up? kind of stunts, he just happened to be an extra <laughs> slash actor who was a kickboxer. Great guy named Daniel. Wow. So he was fine. He just shook it off. I'm sure. I'm sure he saw stars though. Like he threw, she threw the thing mm. really hard and hit him square oh. in the face with it. So you know, oh my goodness. There's, uh, most guys if they're hit in the face with silicone, that's like boobs. That's why. It's just a boob. Yeah. Well, maybe silicon is the right word. Maybe it's a plastic or something. (laughs) It had a little bit of give to it, but it was heavy and hard. Yeah. So, you know, if you want danger stories, give Kiki a call. I'm sure sure they're constant with her. It's probably just a trail of accidents to follow her around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then what about Mexico? Um. The, the danger in Mexico is just hooking up with people that were drinking too much, and everybody. This was this was the theme of of young people traveling in Mexico. They would stay out drinking all night, get up the next morning and be ill, and then they would say, "Oh, I must have. It must have been something I ate. This food must be no good." <laughs> I would always think, "No, you're you're just hung over. You just drank till four in the morning last night, and I don't know why you think that. I don't know why you think you should feel fine the next day, but." Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I only got sick once. I've only really been sick twice traveling in all my travels, so been pretty lucky. Aww. So yeah, Mexico. There was one bad uh, one bad day in Mexico, that uh, in uh, Oaxaca, where I decided I had to sort of Oaxaca. take a little take a little journey to the side of the road and and have a, have a moment to purge myself. But other than that, <laughs> things were fine. Spirit, didn't the didn't get the Montezuma's revenge or whatever people talk about. I was okay. Oh no, oh, no. And it is the loveliest yeah. country. So. I would I would actually love to spend a good two weeks to a month, like just exploring, um, and just seeing what's up, like just to go. Like I think it would be awesome. I hope to do it someday. Like, and I think the exchange rate will still be conducive to doing that because in Argentina it was like yeah. ridiculous how much like I could do and see and all this like based off of much less than I've ever had to prepare for going to Europe so anywhere where yeah. my dollar means a little bit of something is a good place for me <laughs> yeah absolutely so, uh, and yeah. Mexico there's so much to see there's so much to do people are so friendly yeah yeah a lot of culture, love a lot it. of history. Yeah. Yeah. And good yeah. food. Although, I mean, if you're in L.A., I guess the food of Mexico isn't really that much of a draw, but from Canada, it is substantially different. It's probably still a bit different because I know where, okay, so you have your standard, like, fast food, like Taco Bell, this, that, and the other, where you're like, okay, this is whatever. And you have, like, an authentic Mexican restaurant, and that's one thing, but, like, I just, remember like uh what do you call it in mexico like a taco is a lot different from what you'd expect uh, like from 
Um, like, it's just prepared differently. What is this? How is this a taco? How is this really Mexican food? This doesn't look like it. And I'll be the one that's actually the closest to an authentic taco, what it would look like in Mexico, um, and what it would be, like, comprised of, how big it would be, all this. And I think, I don't know if it's enchiladas or, I think it's enchiladas. That, that doesn't actually really exist. Like, it was made up it's, it's burritos, here, like in California. Enchiladas you can get in Mexico. I've never seen burritos, though. Burrito, one of those. Or, yeah. or not as much. Certainly enchiladas. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm now, I, you're now interviewing me on a subject Thanks. that I am <laughs> yeah. by no means any kind of expert on. But I do know <laughs> that I've eaten a lot of enchiladas in Mexico. Um, I, I, but okay. I, for so some I'm reason, a... I believe it's burritos that are a, 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 a north of the border creation. There we go. But yeah, I could be wrong okay. about that, too. No, no, no. You're probably uh, right. You've been there. I haven't. <laughs> but, yeah. But you've I've... never been to Mexico? You live never, that close never. you've never been? Wow. I've never been. I did see, oh, like... Go for uh, it. Yeah, I've never even been to TJ. Like, nowhere. Like, um, uh, Well, that, that you it? can take a pass on, but, you know, <laughs> get, actually get in there and get to, to see the real... Yeah, Mexico City is amazing. Guadalajara is yeah. amazing. Coast is I, amazing. I did, if you want to just look chill into... out, you can go down to Puerto Escondido. It's a surf town. It's like well, a hippie mm-hmm. surf backpacker town. Great place to mm-hmm. hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well okay yeah, well for Mexico City there was there were like two different contracts I was looking at for Mexico City for like dancing, um, um, they were like you have to stay for like a month and do all these like, uh, you know, um, set hours and stay in set accommodations and all this and that there were for two clubs, um, that I think it's like men's club or something was the affiliate, um, and then uh, it was either Oaxaca or maybe Cabo, uh, Cabo San Lucas, where there was, like, a teaching mm-hmm. opportunity to, like, teach English, and I was really close to doing that at, uh, right after I finished, I think, grad school, um, but I ended up not going. So, I mean, I've had opportunities, but I just have yet to actually go, but, yes. <laughs> so well, one day I shall. Well, there's just such a big world, so many places to go. Yes. All right, so let's let's get back to burlesque once more so tell tell my okay. listeners please exactly where they can go um how they can watch and view um the film and where they can look to for more from you um and well all these yeah. things <laughs> well okay so um the movie continues to just tour around sort of sort of randomly um and the best way to see the movie, though, at this point, at this point, we're available uh, for video on demand, and yeah. the easiest way to get it is to just go to our website, burlescassassins.com, and right on the website, right like right at the very top of the front page of the website, there's a little there's a little movie player, and you can click on that, and it'll give you the option to uh, to, to to get a download of the film or to order a DVD. DVDs will not be available in the U.S. till October 1st. Everywhere else. October available, first. but in the U.S., yeah, in the U.S., okay. we have to wait for Comcast and, and Cablevision, um, Cox, and Insight to be done. So if you have Comcast, Cablevision, Cox, or Insight, you can do that too. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then you can go to our site and you can you can just do the the download of the DVD directly from us, which we'd be happy yeah. to do. Um, yeah. And you can also just keep checking our Facebook or our, our web page for screenings that are upcoming. If you're going to be in Paris next week, we're in Paris. 
We're going to be in Anchorage, Alaska. I think the beginning of October we're in Anchorage. I think we're mm. in somewhere in England. We have somewhere in England coming up, and I believe we have Minneapolis coming up. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch coming up that you know that uh, that sort of okay. you can talk to your local burlesque presenter and say bring this movie in as well. So there yeah, you are. That's the there way. There you are, everybody. Or your local oh roller derby community. Hey, there you go. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of people out here that are in Hollywood that are into roller derby, uh, rockabilly, all these things, they they really ought to tune in and spread it around. There's there's a very active scene. And in Hollywood, um, for yeah. the swing life, swing dancing, rockabilly, it's it's fun. Um, yeah. And as soon as we I know we have out. a date for that LA screening, I'm gonna let you know, and I'm gonna let all the LA swing dancers know, and the LA burlesque community know, and the LA roller derby people know, and we'll pack the house. There we go. Let's do it, y'all. Yeah. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Big party, big party. Everybody out there, you just heard burlesqueassassins.com. They have a Facebook page, they have Twitter, um, and you will be able to get your very own DVD in the U.S. after October 1st or as of October 1st, 2013. Coming up, only have to wait a little while, but in the meanwhile, you can go to Burlesque Assassins and watch it right there. So, I think you should, everyone, and check out all the cast. They're awesome, delightful, luscious, and beautiful, and I still have my girl crush on Bourbon Stew. She's so sexy. Oh, you're not alone. I love her. She's <laughs> awesome. <sighs> well, but thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for calling in yeah. and sharing with everyone um, about Burlesque Assassins um, and about your, your life history with filming and fun and travel. And, dude. Absolutely. It's freaking awesome. Please, please, please put up your half guys will travel. Please. I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll make sure you get a link. We'll talk. We'll keep in touch Thank with you. the show. Thank you. All right. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it, everyone. That was my interview here on Playtime with Sandra Radio with Jonathan Jaffe. Um, the director of Burlesque Assassins. So check out more at burlesqueassassins.com. And um, if you forget the link or lose the link or any of this, just go to my website, livinggrind.com, and today's post uh, features uh, pictures, the trailer for the film, and we'll link to their website. So there you are. Um, I will give you a song, and then I will be right back with you, and I just may just might do a live reading this evening to close out tonight's show. But in the meanwhile, please enjoy En Croisière by Juanitos, courtesy of Free Music Archives.
I will do a reading of uh, a collection of a short collection of quotes <laughs> of sentences that I constructed um, based off of my winning Scrabble words. I'm like a Scrabble genie or something. I win like all the time. <laughs> so yeah. So I was like, maybe it would be cute to take the words and use them in a sentence. Yay. So, yeah, I'll do that <laughs> for you here real quick. It's also published in comic book style um, on my website, livinggrind.com, a.k.a. to livinggrindinla.com. Um, it was published on Thursday, August 29, 2013. And so it may not make a lot of sense, but it was enjoyable and delightful, and perhaps you'll enjoy the lovely imagery when you check it out on the website. Okay. I voted for the cock. It was black like a raven, sized to perfection. Arg! We didn't ask for what weighed the most in tons. But hey, fuck it, I'll drink to that. No one specified that it be girly, bent, nor that it teach Chinese. Teaching is one thing, Java is another. Well, it wasn't half-mast, so I thought it'd be rad. Well, it gleams and it glistens, all shiny, like my next-to-last ex. Ah, uh, and did you stake your claim? Declare your territory? Your staff? Your thief? I know it, and him, by thine mighty fist. Ah, the vagabonds that be... The end. And that was a sexy, senseless stream of conscience uh, slash consciousness episodic created using winning Scrabble words employed by yours truly, Sandra London, from the latest Scrabble tournament, Chez la Maison de la Demoiselle Elle-même, at my place. Yes, there we go. And the words were voted raven, sized, arg, most, drink, Tons, no one, girly, bent, teach, teaching, java, at, rad, gleam, x, thief, sis, and b. Yeah, you would think, like, they'd be much more, like, remarkable, unique type words that would make one, cause one to win, but you would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, so there you are. Um, um, comic book style, scrabbleosity, um, Volume 1. Yay. <laughs> so here you are. Enjoy your next song. Um, I will play Den Me Agabas from the Blue Bar compilation 6, Volume 6.
Naked Girls Radio listeners, have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.